Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, May 11th. U.S. equity futures are trading lower, but there is once again significant underperformance in technology, mild outperformance in cyclical stock, but everything is for sale. So the S&P futures are off 26 points. That is about 64 basis points. NASDAQ futures are off 162 points. That is about 120 basis points. And the Dow futures are off only about 125 points, which is about 36 basis points. So a 100 basis point gap between the NASDAQ and the Dow this morning. Continued outperformance in cyclicals, although obviously um, everything is in the red this morning. In Europe, the major indices are off 2%. And there really is not much um, distinction between cyclical or, or tech. So you have um, autos, industrials, basic resources, and tech all off about 2% plus. So wholesale selling in Europe and Asia ended lower pretty much across the board with the exception of mainland China, which finished up small, but you had Taiwan off nearly 4%. The Nikkei in Japan was off 3% and Hang Seng was down 2%. So obviously very aggressive selling everywhere as global markets reacted to the tech implosion you saw in the US on Monday. So... Um, you know, just kind of running through some of the items this morning, you know, I think it's very disingenuous for me to sit here and try to contrive a whole fundamental narrative about what's happening in markets. Clearly, there are fundamentals at work. So there are obviously inflation concerns that is feeding into um, rates. And that obviously has an impact on multiples. And it doesn't, it makes sense. And at the highest multiple area of the market, technology would suffer weakness. But there is a huge psychological, you know, there are several psychological factors at work. All those have propelled tech higher for several quarters, um, and now some of them are operating in reverse. You know, specifically, I think growth and momentum have been used synonymous now for a very, very long time um, as growth stocks sent momentum signals, um, and that created a wave of non-fundamental buying that would that would flow into the group. A lot of those signals now have reversed, so the momentum price signals are now being sent by cyclical stocks. Um, not growth any longer. So that whole, um, you know, fundamental agnostic pool of capital of which, um, which is very aggressive, very fast acting, um, is now shifting out of tech into some of the cyclical stocks, and that's really been in place now all year. Um, you know, if you if you look at the year to day performance, the discrepancy between tech and and cyclical corners of the market, um, it's it's quite dramatic. So you have the equal weight S and P which kind of adjusts for the outsized weighting of tech is up nearly 20% year to date. Um, the NASDAQ is up 4% year to date. So this has really been ongoing now for several months. Um, it's quite dramatic on certain sessions like you saw yesterday, but I, I don't really see anything different necessarily um, from what's again been, been kind of unfolding for uh, since the start of this year. I have, I wrote a, a big piece yesterday about just kind of what's happening within technology. There's a piece, there's a link in it this morning. Um, but that's kind of the broader uh, overview of what's happening. So as far as incremental news for this morning, you know, again, I think just also looking at the jobs report on Friday, the the takeaway, the consensus takeaway by far is that the problem is 
labor supply, not labor demand. And if anything, it's creating um, even more inflation anxieties because you alleviate a labor supply or a shortfall of, of, um, of employees by having to increase wages, which obviously would be inflationary. So I think if anything, the jobs report is creating more inflation anxiety. And then you had this morning, you had China, China CPI and PPI both rose month on month. The CPI actually fell a little bit short of the street expectation, but you still have a you still had a very big jump um, in the year in year rate versus March, and the PPI surged, um, you know, surged more than four hundred basis points sequentially on a year in year basis, and um, overshot the street's expectation. Also, um, you know, a lot of this is base effects, and this is something central bankers have been talking about for months and months. You are going to see big jumps in the year in year rate of inflation as the um, denominators shrink as we kind of cycle through the trough of the pandemic downturn last year. So it makes sense just mathematically that inflation figures are going to rise. You're going to see that tomorrow in the US as well, where the CPI, the year on year CPI is going to rise a lot versus where it was in the prior month, just again, because of these base effects. The Fed has been insisting, and they're probably accurate in saying this, that once the base effects cycle out, you're going to see the inflation figures kind of normalize and that's likely to occur. But again, the market's gonna have to sit here and deal with some, um, you know, some at least optically sharp accelerations in inflation figures. So you do have that US CPI coming out um, tomorrow, which again, is going to show a big year on year um, jump in the rate of inflation versus the prior month. Uh, German wholesale prices this morning, also similar kind of phenomena where they were up 4.4% in March. They surged over 7% in April. A lot of that is base effects, but again, as far as the narrative for the market, um, you know, what, people are going to come in today and kind of look at some of these big inflation figures and get a little bit spooked. Um, otherwise, as far as big incremental macro news, there's not a whole lot. And then on the micro front, there was you know it was another busy evening of earnings. You you had a lot of very prominent kind of growth stocks. So you had a firm, um, Roblox, which are kind of these recent IPOs. That that had been very prominent members of the um, growth community, you know there really were no blowups. The Roblox numbers were quite strong. A firm was okay, but again, this is not really a question of fundamentals at all with tech. Um, it's very difficult for anyone to objectively look back at the tech earnings season. There certainly were some disappointments, but for the most part, the figures were very healthy, especially among the super caps. Um, earnings estimates have been increasing across the board for most of the S&P 500, including tech. The problem right now is multiples. Multiples are contracting. So that's offsetting um, the the rise in earnings estimates. So um, I have uh, summaries and recaps on all the individual tech earnings reports, um, but I don't really think people are really going to get a sense of, um, you know, I, the fundamentals have not been driving the downturn in tech. Um, so I don't think people should kind of look to those earnings as, um, you know, for any types of guidance for how the stocks will trade. Uh, that is most of the news items for this morning. Obviously, there's a lot more to um, to go through. I have everything in the piece just on the calendar quickly for today. You have a bunch of Fed speakers. Um, you have the U.S. JILTS report for March, which will actually be interesting just given that JILTS report is, in, is a measure of the um, amount of jobs that are out there in the economy for people to fill. Um, and then you have another relatively busy day of earnings, although the volume of reports is certainly, um, you know, tapering off here. So you have uh, Palantir this morning, which is obviously another prominent growth stock. And then after the close, you have Electronic Arts, Lemonade, um, and then a couple of other recent growth IPOs, which which will be in focus. 
Um, you know, I actually think one of the more interesting headlines that crossed the tape, and and both both these headlines crossed the tape during trading on Monday, um, within about a half an hour of, of each other, and then think this is kind of really um, epitomizes some of the concerns and and some of the um, uh, you know, some of the some of the strange stimulus versus growth dynamics in place right now, where you had China, uh, California announced record budget surplus. Um, the surplus was so large that the government actually announced plans to send some of the money back to its citizens at the same time as the White House said that they're now just beginning to disperse some of the $350 billion allocated for state and local government. So, you know, you are at the point where the market is beginning to question um, whether or not all this stimulus is actually becoming quite counterproductive. Um, and that's certainly something else that that's kind of uh, obviously weighing on on multiples. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.